Welcome back, loyal green rovers from all over. Sham here to let you know today we dropped part two of this week's Heaven's Devils podcast, a Forest Green Rovers podcast by two American Millennial soccer fans who don't know what they're talking about. In part two of this jam-packed episode, we recap last Saturday's Mansfield Monsoon match at the New Lawn, wrap up our excellent conversation with Forest Green Rovers reporters and coach to Carlisle away day legends, Ollie and Lori from the pot on top of the hill, preview the next two matches against Barrow and South and United, and as always, let you know what we thought of our vegan beer of the week, Sea Quench Ale from Dogfish Head Brewery. Shouts out to all of our listeners for sticking with us and sending us your support and love. Without further ado, here is episode three, part two. A season's work is on the line. Eyes on the prize. Defeat almost unthinkable. It is winner takes all. It is high stakes football. Demote it! Forest Green are going up! A football league club for the first time in their history. It's third time lucky in the playoffs. Welcome back to the Heaven's Devils podcast. So we're going to recap the Mansfield match first. Then we're going to have a crazy conversation with Ali uh, and Lori. We're getting some some really ridiculous <laughs> territory in segment three, uh, including Harvey Bunker. The Harvey Bunker? The Harvey Bunker. Wait, who <laughs> the, is Harvey Bunker? Who is? Is he? Does he exist? That is the question. Or is so, he yeah. a made-up FIFA player? Well... We'll find, we'll, we'll take the first step in our journey of finding out today <laughs> as we rebrand into a conspiracy theorist <laughs> podcast. That's right, we devoted are. Devoted solely to figuring out whether Harvey Bunker is a real human being. That's right, we, I think we need to redo the intro. I'll do it right now. Welcome to the Heaven's Devils podcast, a Harvey Bunker conspiracy theory podcast hosted by me. My name's Nathan, this is Sean. We got our tinfoil hats on. The truth is out there. The truth is out there. Is Harvey Bunker real? Actually, on that note, though, if you guys have any tips for us about the that, that could get us closer to the truth here, let us know. Hit us up on Instagram, on Twitter, at HevsDevsPod. We're trying to figure out, is Harvey Bunker, does he actually exist? Is he a real human? Is he a real human? Or was he made by the government? <laughs> and if so, why? <laughs> yeah. What are they getting at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are they using Harvey Bunker for? Well, anyway, also Harvey, if, if you're if you're real and if you're listening to this, come on the pod, defend yourself. Okay, let's get onto the football transition. So, what do you think of the season so far and what the expectations are, Shimmy? Yeah, it seems like it's crunch time in terms of Dale Cooper's um, term at the club. Dale Cooper. Dale Cooper. Mark Cooper. <laughs> Mark Cooper. Sorry. Dale Vincent. Dale Vincent. Mark Cooper. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, never mind. So, uh, you know, the, the symbiotic organism that is Dale Vincent and Mark Cooper, Dale Cooper, together. It, well, you know, it's the end of Cooper's term. Um, and so it's a big season for FGR to make the push up. Um, so I'm trying to be optimistic as well, especially based on our XG stats. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our XGs are through the roof uh, right now. So. We're crushing everybody. If you look at an expected goals table, we are number one, and it's not even close. Um, based on expected goals, if you break it down game by match by match, we got ten wins, one draw, zero losses, minus the Mansfield game. Crushing everyone in goal differential too. We've got about eleven uh, plus eleven goal differential. We would have thirty-one points in the table if uh, if this expected goals table were a reality. 
Um, so we're crushing everybody, and I think that's a... I mean, I, I think it's a positive sign. It, it shows that we're creating good chances, and those good chances are sustainable. It unfortunately highlights how we can't really finish. True. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, it would be nice to come good on the play and possession we have, but... You know, like I said, you got to be optimistic on a stat like that, and it is a pretty good predictor of of success. Um, you know, I think not every match is going to be a rainy, um, you know, rainy um, night in Nailsworth. So that's right, rainy. It was a monsoon in Nailsworth today. What we just witnessed. Uh, so, what did you think of um, Mansfield? So, match ended. Uh, four Green Rovers one, Mansfield two. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, I, I feel a little bad because we were talking a lot of trash about Mansfield not not getting a win all year, and here here it is. They come into our house and get their first win of the year. They had to listen to the pot, right, Sean? Yeah, Nigel Clough took it took it to heart. We were that bulletin board material, That's and right. he uh, he fired them up to to a win. He also may have put some banana peels <laughs> on the field where our defenders were. Because we had some fairly bad mistakes. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, symbiotic organism Dale Cooper. Mark <laughs> Cooper has brought it up a lot Dale Cooper. by saying, um, you know, individual mistakes will really cost us. And we had two individual defensive mistakes early and just before the half, uh, the first half finished. That, that really cost us. Yeah. Yeah, I thought when I saw this, the lineup, I was excited. I thought we had a really strong squad. I was very optimistic up until about five minutes into the match. <laughs> we had our first mistake, gave up that first goal. Some dismal defending. Um, it just kind of looked like we hadn't woken up yet. Uh, and you, you kind of wondered, did... I personally supported Cooper when he said, let's rest these guys for the FA Cup. Let's not play them in the FA Cup to rest them for Mansfield. Let's rest them not play them in the Papa John's. Um, I thought that was the right decision at the time. In retrospect, I don't know. What do you think, Shimmy? Maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe the guys were, were not fresh. They were not mentally fit, physically fit. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, given just how bad the conditions seemed, even the first half when the torrential rain held off, it seemed like it was very windy. Mm -hmm. And so, so many of the crosses that were played in um, were not you know, really coming of anything. They were just flying out of bounds or they were, it was pinging around the box. Yeah. Um, you know, even on his best day, uh, McGee isn't the most confident handler of the ball. Right. And I don't think conditions helped him today. Sure. So yeah, we just seemed off the pace a little bit. And uh, that was, it's, when you view it in that light in retrospect, it seems like it backfired on uh, Cooper to, right. to rest everyone on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just in general, it was some really poor passing, some really poor decision-making, some men bad mental mistakes, no real continuity. Um, so yeah, I just wonder if, if maybe all that time off wasn't a good thing after all, uh, as much as I thought it was leading up to this. Yeah. And Mansfield, um, you know, we're just packing bodies back to, there right. always seem to be 11 Mansfield players, you know, mm -hmm. behind the ball, crowding the box. Um, and so it wasn't really until the second half, weirdly enough, and probably the worst conditions, that we seemed to string some good passes together and, you know, dominate possession. Yeah, I agree. They were extremely well organized. I think this was a great debut for Nigel, uh, the, their manager. Um, and kind of leaves some, maybe has some, opened some questions about Cooper as well and, and our organization today. Um, Man, though, so, yeah, we gave up that, that, that second goal that was really, really bad right before uh, the 35th minute, I think it was. Um, Ibu had a poor pass. Yeah, 
took the free kick a little too quickly. Right. A little too excited. Right. Passed it directly to a man's right there. Right. right. And then, but we had a chance to to get one back right before the half. Big Jammer, Big Jammer had a great chance. Uh, just couldn't put it away. I think that would have changed the game completely if we if we go to the half. The late goal down two one. We got it. We're, we got this game. But yeah, I mean, great save by uh, Mansfield's keeper. I believe it's Steck, right? Yeah. Um, he had a great reflex save. I, I was sure that ball was in the back of the net. But uh, going in. Down two goals with the weather worsening, it did not bode well. So, yeah, that yeah, was tough. Yeah, I, I thought though in the second half, and again maybe this is just my dumb uh, <laughs> my dumb brain thinking of this, but I thought that the heads didn't drop. I thought that when we came out, it seemed like we didn't make as many mistakes in the second half. Uh, we kept possession, we attacked. Unfortunately, nothing too dangerous. We didn't have any any really threatening attacks. Occasionally, it kind of felt like there was no sense of urgency as well, which is, which was a little frustrating. And like you mentioned before, there were a lot of long balls in this like awful weather, which is like, what are you doing? You're like, you can't, you can't cross the ball or like, you know, fire it forward in this weather. The wind's just gonna take it away. We're really trying to get Fat Tony on the score sheet. <laughs> That's right. Some of those crosses were directed towards Fat Tony. So. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I think I, I feel like. Performance-wise, we kind of deserved a draw, but mental mistakes will kill you every time, and that's what happened today. So yeah, ugly, ugly one. We've got any closing thoughts about this this one, Sean? Well, yeah, it's uh, it seems like we're yo-yoing a lot, right, between uh, being third going into this week, yeah. and now we're down to fifth, I believe. Right. Um, so you know, we're still up there. Our XG is promising. Mm -hmm. um, what a horrible <laughs> night in terms of weather. Right. Um, they really got soaked through, um, but I'm still feeling feeling good about their chances and the way they play. Um, but I do think we need just more of a game plan, maybe some positional security. You know? Yeah. Get get guys in their preferred position, maybe not so much shuffling around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I don't. Yeah. Well, who who was your man of the match, Sean? Well, you know, um, I have to give it to Odin Bailey a little bit because he gave us a lifeline with his second half strike. You know, we had about 10 minutes after that to, to try to uh, salvage a point from this match. But really, really, man of the match has to go to our, our person behind the camera, making sure we could see all the action. We don't know his or her name, but we're dubbing them Ragman. 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 But that's gender neutral. It could be a woman. We don't know who's, yeah. who's uh, controlling the camera. So that's gen a gender neutral name. But I could not agree more, Sham. Man of the match. Well, we shouldn't call it man because we don't know the gender of the person behind the camera, but human of the match, we'll call it, is, without question, the person who cleaned the camera like 50 times in the second <laughs> half. Uh, no, yeah, no no question. Our tongues are firmly in cheek a little bit, especially in that first half. Our play was so bad, we were joking. Yeah, that guy's definitely the, uh, the man of the match. <laughs> but in the second half, I have to give that person props because... We would not have seen Odin Bailey's goal. We would not have at least had a faint glimmer of hope, had the uh, the prismatic moisture from from the monsoon today been cleaned off by that uh, heroic rag. <laughs> on onward and upward, you know we're on a pretty we have some pretty poor, poor form now. If you can include the FA Cup and the Papa John's Trophy, that's three losses in a row. Got to turn it around next week against Barrow. We'll talk more about Barrow and Southend United uh, at the end of the show. Southend United actually got their first win of the year today, so 
Uh, I think they were they were listening to it. Well, anyway. Let's just say 2020 is undefeated. <laughs> Surprises yet. <laughs> That's right. So um, with that, let's get to our last uh, segment, our last part of the interview with uh, Ollie and Loria. This was the most fun part. Yeah, this was a it blast. Was great fun. You're going to learn so much about the depth of their knowledge in this segment. As we always like to shout them out, the pot on top of the hill, you listen, you're going to get the nitty-gritty deep analysis. That's right. And uh, we're importing a little bit of that into our funny little show here. That's right. You're going to love this this next segment with uh, with the lads on top of the hill, our pod brothers, Ollie and Lori. So, enjoy. I attack that. So anyone who has listened to both of our podcasts will easily hear the difference in knowledge, in depth, in general understanding uh, between Ollie and Lori and, and me and Sean. Uh, yeah, it's very easy to ascertain that we are stupid <laughs> and no, not very much. Right. So, so it's, yeah, it's, it's obvious to know or to, to, to anyone who hears that we don't know what we're talking about um, as evidenced by our getting every man of the match wrong uh, so far this season. However, and I mentioned this, Lori, right before we started recording, but however, in the last match against Swindon Town, I actually said the man of the match was Lewis Thomas. And I saw the team reporter, Connor Shaw, said, Nathan, you're wrong. You're dumb. The man of the match is Stokes. But then I read Lori's uh, latest article on Gloss Live. And Lori, I feel so validated because Lori agreed with me. Lori said Lewis Thomas. So thank you, Lori. You made me feel like I maybe know what I'm talking about a little bit, um, or maybe I just got lucky. Uh, also, though, I don't know if that's um, that's a validation of me and my judgment, or if that's more of an indictment about your judgment that uh, that I agreed with you. <laughs> um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, so we wanted to ask you some questions just to test your depth of the Forest Green Rovers universe of League Two knowledge. So here we go, here we go. First question, can you name a, a player on Barrow? Uh, Luke James. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> okay, uh, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, you can stop there, you got one, you got one. That's more than yeah. us, that's more than Sean and I can do. Um, all right, what about, oh, go ahead, sorry. The only reason me and Laurie know who Luke James is because is because he used to play for Forest Green and he, he, he you know, he, I don't think he was very good when he played for Forest Green, but he, he looks to be playing quite well for Barrow at the moment. Shots fired. He's gonna he's gonna listen to this podcast and put that up on the bulletin board. Yeah, uh, all he said all he said he wasn't good uh, when he played with us, but you did say he's good now. Um, another question: What about Southend United? What formation do they use? I don't think it particularly matters because they are really really bad at the minute. They're awesome. <laughs> Guys, you're giving them so much bulletin board material. Everyone in South Bend listens to this podcast. They're going to hear you said that. They're going to fire them up. They're going to get their first win of the year. My guess would be a 4-2-3-1, but I don't, I don't know. No, I, don't, I don't know. I either. can't imagine they play a three at the back uh, like us and a very trendy or anything because they're, they're bottom of the league. So, yeah, that's what I'd guess. <laughs> all right. All right. Better than, Sean, better than our guesses. Sean, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, so again, another really deep analytical question. Is Harvey Bunker an actual human or was he created in FIFA? We love his name. We love, we love looking at him, but we just don't know if he's real. Uh, and if he is real, what is his preferred position? Um, I'm pretty sure he is a real person. Um, I'm not too sure what his position is. I, I guess midfield, but I'm pretty sure you would. I think, I think he's a centre midfielder, but um, 
I don't think I've actually ever seen him live. So no, I've seen I, I've seen pictures, but never in the flesh. Ah, so you haven't seen him oh. in the flesh, so you cannot you cannot verify that he is a real person. Right. No, I, I cannot confirm it. No. Okay. Are you right? Conspiracy theory started Still. now. <laughs> Still, it is such a great name, though. It's got to be fake. I mean, it's such it's too good of a name to be real. Um, also, it's kind of a trick question to ask what position he plays. Now, having watched enough of these games to see that these players play all over the place. Cooper puts them everywhere, so who knows? Okay, so uh, next question. Here we go. Who was the referee of the Bolton match? And do you think that this guy has a bright future in the in the championship? Do you think he's going to work his way up the, the English pyramid system of referees and move on uh, from League uh, Two? I don't think I've ever seen a good referee. referee, referee. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I would know. I would have no idea who was the Bolton match referee. I think I only know what I, I only know one referee, and I can't remember his name. Trevor Kettle. Yes. Yeah. That's a great name. That's a great name. Oh, that is a great name, Trevor <laughs> Kettle. How do you know? How, how do you know that? That's how do you how do you know him? Just I remember. Him, I can't remember who we played, but he was the referee, and uh, there were loads of like kettle puns in in an article somewhere. Else. <laughs> I think he's slightly on the uh, overweight side yeah. as well. I think he struggles. Ah, to, classic. Struggles to keep up with play quite a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For a while, though. I feel like that's something you can only get in League Two uh, on an official like that. Uh, so the answer was Seb Stockbridge. I'm shocked you guys didn't know about uh, about old Seb uh, reffing the Bolton match on when was that? September 12th. Anyway, all right. I'm a little disappointed with that one. Sham, go ahead. Um, yeah, so again, another, a, you know, a question that has to do with deep scouting and analytics. Um, to your knowledge, what is Ibu Adams' preferred ride at an amusement park? Um, well, I noticed uh, in your first episode, you you went Ibu Adams. <laughs> like, <laughs> Halloween, Halloween theme. So I, right, I, would Halloween say his, I would say his preferred ride would be the ghost train. Oh, clever. oh, I like that. Right. I like that. Nice. Lori? I would say um, probably the Dodgems because play players just seem to clatter into Ebu Adams and because they can't really um, tackle him fairly because he's just that good. So I would say the Dodgems <laughs> clattering into uh, him. He's clattering into them. I like that. It's cool. Ebu Adams is going to love that. He's going to love that. What, what is the Dodgems? Excellent answers. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with that term. What are, what are Dodgems? Are they like bumper cars? Yes. Yeah, bumper yeah, cars. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. nice. All right. Nice. So here we go. Next hard hitting question. Who on the team has the most offsides calls in matches played in the West Midlands? <laughs> when you say offside calls, do you mean players have been... Like caught? they get caught offsides. Yeah. I would say uh, probably Jimmy or Matt. <laughs> Big but jammer. In terms of being in the West Midlands, I don't know who, who have you played anybody in the in the Midlands yet this season? So yeah, um, I, would, <laughs> I would probably go with yeah. I think Jimmy Matt is quite up there with offside calls this season. So yeah, I'd probably go with him. If we still had Ruben Reed, who's currently at Cheltenham, it would be him because he always he was always used to be offside. Yeah, Ruben, crazy flag would be up yeah. every single time, never getting in line. But I would also go for Jimmy Matt. Something about the West Midlands just gets Matt fired up. He can't contain himself. He always gets cut off. All right, Jumps next one. Here we go. 
Uh, which existentialist philosopher does Carl Winchester most identify with? I don't even know what an existentialist <laughs> philosopher is. <laughs> 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 this is not my field. Definitely not my All right, field. all right. <laughs> well, uh, Laurie, next time you have a chance to interview Carl, you should ask him that question. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. That's how Carl achieved his A-levels, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of people out here are clamoring for this for this answer. So again, and this may actually draw on uh, Lori's, you know, on the ground in the stadium from the press box knowledge. Um, and even, maybe even from the conversations when you uh, track down Mark Cooper, you know, on the other side of the street. But what is Mark Cooper's favorite Megan the Stallion song? <laughs> um, me and Lori were speaking about this about this earlier and I don't think <laughs> any music but all, all I know is that she was shot by Tory Lanez in the feet I don't think I've ever seen Mark Cooper with headphones on for actually not he's got airpods in that's why right yeah of course I remember <laughs> he always used to say that um, when he used to get asked about the best music in the dressing room he always used to say um, that Christian Doidges was the best and Doidge used to like sort of British 90s music. Um, so I think that would be that would be Cooper's style, but I, I don't think, uh, he doesn't strike me as a, as a music man, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, it's just, it's the music of shovel, uh, shuffling players around the field, it's all he needs. Um, okay, so yeah, did, you have a, did you have a guess for what Mark Cooper's favorite uh, Megan Thee Stallion song would be? Well, yeah, I mean, it came up because we were thinking that WAP would I'm talking WAP, 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 that's a be his favorite Megan Thee Stallion song, WAP, uh, Wide Attacking Player, based on uh, Odin wow. Bailey's recent play. So that was, uh, <laughs> that was our guess. But we, we need a confirmation from you guys. We wanted those in the know to, to confirm. That. That's a good show. That's a good yeah. show. Right. So also, Laurie, next time you interview Coops, if you could ask him that as well. Ask him if he knows Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and, and uh, WAP. I think our final final question here, and maybe the most hard hitting, the most important question of the day, what all the listener, listeners were asking, uh, our emails boxes are flooded with questions about this, guys. What's the better pizza, Papa John's or Fat Tony's in Stroud? <laughs> I can't claim to have had a Papa John's, but I know Fat Tony's, Big reputation. Yeah. Uh, they recently had a, about a year ago. They had a move in Stroud to a much more sort of central part of the town, right next to Domino's <laughs> Pizza. So, oh. I think I think Fat Tony's would have to take the title. Yeah. 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 I've had Fat Tony's a few times and they've never let me down. So. All right, Fat Tony's. It is. We 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 thought the same. You know what? Pop. Papa John stinks. It's awful. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. get. We don't want to get political on this podcast, but. It's it's a disgrace to pizza, Papa John. <laughs> it is, yeah. So, not, getting, not getting political, but I would not vote Papa John for president. <laughs> and that's a real possibility. We voted Donald Trump. Today. That could be a future possibility. We, will, we will not be voting for him. <laughs> Make it known we are in a fit. We are officially we've taken a stance on this. So yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna ask you for any match analysis, any recaps, any previews. If you guys want that, you got to go listen to the pot on top of the hill. And that is a little something in the show business that we call a teaser, folks. So with that, thank you guys so much. This was such a fun interview for us. Uh, it was so cool meeting you guys too, because we've, we've listened to your pod for a while now. Um, we've learned so much from your pod. So it was so cool finally meeting you guys. It was a lot of fun. 
You guys are welcome back anytime. I don't know if you ever want to be back, but you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> we, we hope to have you back someday. Yeah, and we just want to thank you for humoring our ignorance. <laughs> you know, you didn't have to commit uh, your precious time to us, but we're just so happy that, you know, you could share a laugh and share your real stories with us. Uh, we were just really floored by um, all the memories you shared with us. So um, make sure, folks, that you listen to The Pod on Top of the Hill. Uh, where can we find your pod, guys? Uh, we are on Spotify, as you just said, uh, The Pod on Top of the Hill. You can also follow us on Twitter as well which is at the FGR pod. Whenever we post a new episode, we will post it on there. Uh, sometimes we'll try and get creative and put some sort of content on there. That's usually Ollie's bag, not mine. So <laughs> yes, check us out. Check them out. I, I can't, I cannot encourage it enough. Um, and also Laurie, check out Laurie and Gloss. Uh, I'm just gonna say Gloss Live because I still haven't mastered the, the full name Gloucestershire. Gloss Live. Check out Ollie and Playmaker Stats. Um, so yeah, guys, thank you so much for being here with us. This was a lot of fun for us. And yeah, we hope to have you back. Yeah, we'd love to. Really Thanks enjoyed it. Us. Thank you so much. Oh man, excellent, excellent stuff from Ollie and Lori there. I think Carl Winchester is a big Kierkegaard guy. Uh, I think a lot of people might say Dostoevsky. Uh, I think that's a little too basic for, for Carl. I would say Wittgenstein all the way. Seems like a language nerd. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So let's move on to match preview. So moving forward, onward and upward, we've got next, we've got Barrow next Saturday at 3 p.m. And then we've got Southend United the following Tuesday. Night game, 7.45, baby. So first, let's talk about Barrow. Barrow's going up, we're going up, we're So Barrow, well, what do you think about Barrow, Sham? Can you name a player on Barrel? Uh, no, I would have to be scraping the bottom of the Barrel in order to name someone. But uh, wait, Ollie and Laurie just told us they just gave us the name of someone on Barrel. You don't remember who? I else? already forgot it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so let's hear your expert analysis on Barrel, Shimmy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're good. They're 18th in the table. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, they have a negative one goal differential, so you know they're giving up more goals than they've scored by one. Um, and I think it should be a win. I, I think a win okay. that Forest Green needs to have. I will say they drew today against a very good Cambridge United team. So think about that, Shimmy. Also uh, with Barrow, here's some interesting stats. Going back to expected goals, if you look at expected goal leagues, uh, the league table via expected goals. Barrow is actually seventh in the league. Whoa. So I think they're severely underperforming. Again, this is not based on any actual observational <laughs> evidence because I've never seen Barrow play in my life. I can't name a single Barrow player. But based on the data, it looks like, it seems like they're underperforming. It seems like, uh, or not that they're underperforming, it seems like they're a little unlucky so far uh, to be 18th in the table, yet have created so many good chances. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of this one, Shimmy. It seems like they had a good match today against Cambridge United. Their two previous matches before that as well, right. so they seem to be going in the right direction. I don't think that's true. I think they lost one before they won the two previous matches. Oh, okay. But anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> no one cut, that. <laughs> cut that. No one listens to this for our expert analysis. Anyway, so uh, Sham, give me your, give me your prediction. Uh, I'm going to call the score four screen rovers three. 
Pharaoh won. I like it. I like it, Shimmy. Uh, let me punch this into the big green prediction machine, my Python machine algorithm. Here we go. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. 2.382 for screen rovers, 1.1 to Barrow, which I think is good. Two, two to one. I think that makes sense. So I'm going to follow the data. I'm going to say 2-1 as well. I think it makes sense. I think we're going to make a silly mistake on defense. We're going to give up a goal. I wouldn't be surprised if we give up the goal first. I think we're going to be playing from behind, and it's going to be a comeback win. Based on what we've seen so far, Forest Green, we seem to do that. Not a nice habit. Not a nice habit. Uh, makes the games exciting, though, for us. First frustrating, and then it's like, all right, let's fight, let's fight, let's fight to get back. We equalize, let's go! <laughs> and then we get the winner, let's go! As my good friend Cam Hoffman says, limbs and goals, baby. That's what we live for, limbs and goals. So you say 3-1 Barrow, I say 2-1, uh, sorry, 3-1 Forest Green, I say 2-1 Forest Green against Barrow, the mighty wheel Barrows. The Burrow of Barrow. The Burrow of Barrow, shout out to New York Burrows. Um, what do you think their nickname is? You think it's the wheelbarrows? Could be the wheelers. The wheelers, I like it. Okay. The wheelers, all right. The barrel wheelers. Yeah. <laughs> On Tuesday, we've got the boys from Southeast England, South and United. Who up until today had no wins. They got their first win today against Walsall. Uh, I believe it was a late goal against Walsall. Yeah, 88th minute. First win of the year, Shimmy. They're they're hot. They're hot. And uh, our boys Ollie and Laurie just talked a bunch of trash about them in the interview. So, what do you think about South and United, Shimmy? How are well, we looking? Props to South and United for getting a win. Right. Any team that can earn three points in their league, you got to give them some respect. But it's going to end there. That's right. They're going to revert to form. That's and, right. And um, I think it will be a handy victory for for Screen Rovers. And this might be a real chance for the lads to make sure they don't concede. Don't make a silly mistake. You know, um, so I'm going to predict that it will be a 2-0 win. Let's go! I like it. For Forest Green. So South End are still last in the table despite their win today. Again, if you look at expected goals, they are actually last in expected goals as yeah. well. So it's not like there's anything... It doesn't seem like they have the unlucky streak that Barrow seems to have based on the data. They are bad. They are a very bad team according to the data. Actually, now I'm going to punch in the big green prediction machine. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. Here we go, Shimmy. Big green prediction machine. Four screen rovers, 3.016. And South End United, 0.321. So... I gotta go with 3-0, gotta follow the data, Shimmy, 3-0, 3-0 win on South End against South End United. We're gonna get back to our winning ways, no more of this losing stuff. Um, that's it, that's, that's done. We're beat. What, what do you think South End's... That's the, that's the ambulance that we're calling right now <laughs> for South End after the, the hurting we put on them. <laughs> Amen. In the future. In the future, <laughs> Amen. Um, what do you think, I think I actually know their nickname, but what do you think their nickname is, Shimmy? South End. South I actually end. think I know it. Well, let's see what you think. All right. What do you got, Shimmy? Um, I'm going to say the Scribblers. The Scribblers. I South like that. The Scribblers. The South End Scribblers. I, well, that's what they're going to be called from here forward <laughs> on this podcast. I believe it's the Shrimps. Let me just hey. check that. I think it's the Shrimps. Bad radio. 
Are they the shrimps? The shrimpers! The shrimpers! The shrimpers. Oh. shrimpers, I wasn't quite right. That's even better, though. The, revenge the shrimpers. Of the shrimp. Yeah, the shrimp are getting their revenge <laughs> against the shrimpers. <laughs> so, shout out to Sea Life. Sea Shepherds. Sea Shepherds. You guys are doing the right thing. Shout out to Sea, our beer of the week. The sea Quench Ale. Shout out to the Sea. We should have drank this during the South End game. No, we, hey, we still right. can. We still can. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So, that's our expert analysis. Uh, let's wrap up with... This vegan beer review. What do we think, Shimmy? The Sequench Ale, do, uh, Dog Head, no, Dog Head, Dogfish Head, Sequench Ale Session Sour. I love it. You know, mm. for me, I'm a big fan of sour beers. I like that little bit of tartness. It's got lime, it's got uh, black lime, lime peel, and sea salt. So uh, I feel like I could drink several of these. Maybe that's what they were going for the Sequench Ale, Sequench Ale sequential so i'm good for a six pack this is a heartily recommended beer you could drink four or five feel real feel real good and it's real tasty love it love it and my review is it's good i like it all right here we he go i like it here we go shimmy uh that will wrap it up that will wrap it up that's it whatever that's it for today huge thank you to ollie and Lori for coming on make sure you follow them at the fgr pod and listen to the podcast, The Pot on Top of the Hill. Those guys were awesome. It's been so fun. Actually, in general, that's been the great thing about uh, this experience so far of the pod, Shimmy, is meeting these people from the community. It's been so fun. It's been so cool. It's like one of the best parts about this. Yeah, we've met Chris, met Ali and Lori. Mm-hmm. We hope to meet more and more of you. That's right. Um, we'd love to have you, so feel free to reach out to us. Um, we're at Heaven's Dev. No, Hev's no, no, Dev. Oh, shit. Hev's Dev. Oh. No, no, I was going to say that. I was going to give her Oh, the email. email. Okay, go ahead. Give the email. <laughs> I, know what, I know what I'm doing, sort of. <laughs> you can reach us at uh, heavensdevilspod at gmail.com. Also find us on Twitter and Instagram at hevsdevspod. I think that's right. Yeah. (laughs) And make sure you follow Ollie and Lori as well at the FGR pod, our favorite four screen universe podcast. Well, Sean, what do we think? That's it. For episode three, we made it to episode three. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it. Still cannot believe it, but having a lot of fun meeting some great people and let the party roll on. Uh, so with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, my wife, Sham's wife, Jamil, Matt, uh, Maddie Stevens, our four listeners. Huge thank you to you to you for use for. That's like use a for. Yeah, we're hey, use for. Hey, yeah, yeah, we're, hey, we're in New York. We're, hey, we're, hey, we're, hey, we're, hey, we're, hey, we're, hey, 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 hey. We're partying over here. We're partying over here. Oh, it's like a piece of charcoal. Take it all. Anyway, uh, all right. So with that, big time Tommy, take us home, brother. Oh wait, before big time Tommy takes us home. We gotta say, come on, Rovers! Come on, boys! Let's go! On the Barrow, on the Southland United. Let's shrimp the shrimpers. What do you do to shrimp? We're vegans, though. We don't mess with shrimp. No, that's what I'm saying. The shrimp are getting their revenge. Shrimp are getting their revenge on the shrimpers, so. Oh, gotcha. Shrimpers are out of business. Shrimpers are out of business, baby. Because we're putting them out of business. Vegans don't eat shrimp. Let's go. Take us home, big time, Tommy. It's big time Tommy. You know how I get down on a Friday? The only way I know how. The old school way. Hanging out with my buddy, jamming old school freestyle.
Oh, OS for life.